Welcome to the American Classroom Podcast, where we discuss the role of education in building an American civil society. I'm Jared Taylor, and with me is Lindsay Croslin. Today, we're going to be talking about tax credits with Rebecca Jennings. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. Let me just frame this up because not a lot of people know about tax credits, even though they've been around a long time. But we want to hear a little bit about your background and we'll get into a couple of questions. Okay. So, not just tax credits, but specifically we're talking about ECA. Yeah, extracurricular credits in public schools. Yeah, that, that's important because there's, there's I don't know how many tax credits there are, but you know, there's there's some for foster youth and there's some that are specific for private schools. So yes, thank you. We're talking about the public school tax credit, extracurricular activity, at least in Arizona. But these are not uncommon in the union. There's a lot of tax credit um, policy out in other states. And as you look on the internet, you can see a whole bunch of them. A lot of them I found were for almost, um, well, they're for reimbursement for school supplies. If you're a parent, you know you get a supply list, right? And it could be 40 or $100 or something like that. So I think in Texas and another state or two, they had a, a way that you can submit your receipts and through their tax credit policy. In Arizona, which we're going to zero in on a little bit, it's more about extracurricular activities. So things above and beyond math, English, science, things like that, that um, might help students participate a little bit more effectively. So anyway, it's going to be fun to talk a little bit about that. Cool. American Classroom is brought to you by Paul Revere Academy. Paul Revere Academy is a new high school in Mesa, Arizona, combining strong academics with technical education. It's co-located on the campus of EVIT, the East Valley Institute of Technology. If you're looking for high-quality academic setting with the best career technical education all in one place, then visit paulrevere.tech to learn more. They offer regular tours and still have a few seats available for the upcoming school year. Rebecca, we know you know the space really well, but before we get into that, tell us a little bit about your background and we'll dig into tax credits here a little bit. Hey, well, I have six kids, and two of them are Heritage Academy graduates, which is who puts this podcast on, so it's fun to be here with you guys. And then I have two students who are still attending here, and then I have two younger children that both attend micro schools. Um, but before they attended all those schools I just mentioned, they attended a charter school, a Montessori charter school, where we started using ECA tax credits. And even before then, when I was in high school here in Mesa, Arizona, I was really active in the music program, and so we had a trip every year. We had a tour, and I remember um, when the state law was passed, and we could start paying for my trips with my parents' tax dollars for the state of Arizona. Um, so that was a great help to a family that has seven kids, right, to be able to pay for some I of those, feel. you know, more expensive trips with tax credits. So um, it's fun to be repeating that now with my own kids. And uh, I run a micro school in my home, and I've lived in Mesa my whole life. Not born here, but I've lived here since I was newborn. And I just love the people, love the place, and nice. a great place to live. Nice. So you've, you've benefited personally from ESA. I mean, not personally, but as you used them, which is great. And then for your children. And mm -hmm. let's go from at this angle. What Why do you think ECA, even though it's been around for a while, not that you're old, right? We're not dating yet. <laughs> I'm younger than you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Why Why is it still something that's fuzzy? Why Why do people not understand it and, and know how to use it, even though it's, it's, it could be a, a great benefit for them and their families and their schools? 
think most people feel fuzzy in general about their taxes. I do, right? We sort of just hope it all works out. We turn it over to our accountant. And since, you know, you hear about money, you hear about taxes, those are subjects that sometimes people are really uncomfortable talking about anyway. Mm -hmm. And the fact that those are tied up in ECA can be confusing for people. I think if you haven't had a kid in the school system, you've never heard of it. You know, if you, whether you have aged out of that and your children, you know, my parents knew about it because mm -hmm. it came to be when I was still in high school. Mm -hmm. But like my neighbors next door don't have any kids. They didn't know about it. Um, or if you're grandparents who never had children in it, you just don't know about it. And so it feels foreign. It feels like, can that really happen? Does that really work? You mean I just, I donate to your school and then my taxes are reduced dollar for dollar. I think they mix it up with deductions sometimes and they think, yeah. well, yeah, of course, if I donate to a school, I'll get a small deduction, but people don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> they want a credit. Like yeah. This is a credit. And so I think yeah. just lack of knowledge, most people don't quite trust the system because they haven't familiarized themselves with it. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're the beneficiary of it, like I was, it was just like, I know this works because my neighbor's ECA funds paid for me to go on my choir tour back in 1998. Yeah, no, it's great. So I'll give a personal example. And then I know that you have examples of how you can not just do it with your own family, but community-wide support your kids on trips. So uh, my daughter attends a public school. She has a swimming fee. It's $200 a year. So I can use, as a single mom, I can use my $200. It's $200 per person or $400 per family or per couple. So I can take my $200 and I pay for her swimming fee with my, you know, I write the check, but I pay it as an ECA tax credit. Then I submit it with my taxes and then that $200 is then deducted and like, you know, essentially is zeroed out on my taxes. So I get it back. So I essentially directed where my state taxes were going and they were to the swim program specifically for my daughter's fees if you direct it that way or you can you know I could have directed it to any just the school in general so that's just for one fee and for one student and from one family and there's never just one fee yeah and no. there's never usually just one student totally but that's just like <laughs> so a simple great. example but no but you're one unity fee. yeah yeah, yeah. Or, you know, if she had a $25 fee, then I could have paid $25 at that $200 with ECA and then, you know, added those fees together over the course of a calendar year. So from January 1 to December 31st um, of a calendar year. So do you want to explain how have you used it when there's a larger fee than $200 and how yeah. you rallied your neighborhood? <laughs> We've had lots of kids do lots of trips. And in addition to the trips, there's usually swimming fees and softball fees and dance fees and family and consumer sciences fees. You know, there's just all these fees for classes and all of those qualify for ECA as ECA fees. And so they can all be paid for with people's ECA tax donations. So we've gotten creative sometimes over the years, especially when there's been a larger trip and we've had multiple children going on it, you know, in the thousands of dollars of range. We've reached out, of course, to grandparents, but we're not their only grandkids, mm -hmm. you know, so you have to get more creative than just your grandparents. And aunts and uncles, well, chances are most of your aunts and uncles, maybe they have kids too. So Or they might live out of state. Or they might live out of state. Yeah, I mean, we're lucky all of our siblings live in town and we have a lot of siblings between myself and my husband. But they've got kids too. So we found the ones that don't have kids in the school system yet. You know, my sister has a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So they don't have kids in public school yet. So she's super happy to direct her tax dollars mm -hmm. for my children. So we've done that. We've also reached out to some of our aunts and uncles, like myself, my aunts and uncles who live in town and my husband's aunts and uncles, people that we see, you know, multiple times a year for big family get togethers. I once, so tacky, 
but I literally brought the ECA forms one night to our family Christmas gathering where I knew all of my husband's aunts and uncles who all their kids were out of the school system now. And I knew that they probably didn't have um, grandkids who were asking for this. Some of them did already. And I was so happy to reaffirm like, yes, donate to your grandkids school. But if not, hey, do you want to fund my kids thing? And I would show that to them. We've also reached out to neighbors, um, neighbors who are single, so they don't have children, neighbors whose children have aged out of the system, so they already know it and they're familiar and they're just so happy to write that check or make them so great. Now you can do an online donation. You don't even have to worry about your check being in the mail. Yep, it's really nice. nice. You can just pay it online now. Most schools will have a link to it for you. I know Heritage um, makes it really nice and easy and validates it for people because you can go to your website, you can click donate, and all the information is there for you. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that because I think it builds people's confidence. Mm -hmm. Other things my children have done, they've put together emails, sometimes with my help, sometimes without my help. You know, when by the time they're about ninth, 10th grade, I feel like they can put together a pretty good email that says, hey, I'm so-and-so, and this is my sister, and thank you for your support in years past. Here's what we've done with some of your money in years past. Here's what your fees have done. And this year, we have this trip going on, and we're wondering if you can do this. And my kids would always put in, you know, of course, the purpose. They put in the steps of how to do it. They usually link to the school site, so it's really nice. easy for people to use. Yep. Frequently, we'll just link the Arizona Department of whatever yeah. tax thing. I looked it up last night. You can find it. If you yeah. just Google Arizona ECA tax donation, it's there. You know, so anybody wants to double check this. <laughs> and so it just builds people's confidence. We try to make it as easy mm -hmm. as possible. And I'm always surprised at sometimes the people who donate. So my kid's great aunt donates every year for them. She's a school nurse for the Mesa Public Schools. So she's sure. really familiar with it and her kids are all out of it and her grandkids aren't old enough to take advantage of it yet. So she's helped us out every year. So if you can, if you're comfortable or even if you're a little uncomfortable, but getting creative with people who know you and trust you already, then it's a lot easier to ask because you're not just going to someone random and saying, hey, will you donate $400? And I promise it will come back on your taxes <laughs> if you remember to sell your accountant. Right. That, that can feel shady to someone, even though it's not. But if you have trusted neighbors, mm -hmm. people from your community congregations, your church congregations, your family, whatever they are, those people already know you and they know you're not trying to scam them. So that can be really helpful. And I've asked my kids to do the legwork for that. I'll tell them, I will get you the email addresses of people, but this is going out from your email account. There's a few people that, because you don't know them, I will personally send it to them for you. But mm -hmm. this person and this person and this person, you know, you're sending it to. They've asked church youth leaders to do it for them. I also ask them to keep track. We haven't done a perfect job of that, mm -hmm. but it really helps you if you can keep track of who you sent that to from year to year. So that when you're trying to get creative or if you've missed a year of doing it, I'll ask the kids, well, who did you donate to or who did you ask two years ago? And they see that list and they're like, oh, yeah. And then I get a receipt every time a donation comes through to the school. I mm -hmm. think that's standard procedure. Mm -hmm. So I see who donated. And so I, if I'm really on top of it, which I'm usually not, but sometimes I am, mm -hmm. I can remember from year to year where I'll look up and say, oh, yeah, that person donated. So you make sure you reach out to that person and make sure you also give them a really nice thank you right. as, as you're asking again, because it's just really cool of them to be supportive like that year after year. Before my girls were in the school system, there was a big band family in my neighborhood and we would give the tax credit to them and we would get an apple pie. Yes. I my $250 apple pie. That's what they were asking for. But I want to say a couple of things. One is you talked about out of state. One thing that needs to be clear is if you're applying for a state tax credit, you need to have state tax liability. So they can be out of state. We actually had some family in Singapore, but they had an Arizona tax liability, even though they were an expatriate they did have a tax liability, so they could do that offset. 
So not so, just any state tax liability. You're saying it's important that it's an Arizona it's state Arizona. tax liability. To yeah, if, if you're doing it Arizona yes. or the other state. So the other thing is do talk to your accountant about it. Do talk to your CPA. They may be helping you prep or somebody to just learn a little bit about it. They probably have a list, and this is probably on their list because they want they want you to get the credits and deductions Absolutely. That, that you want. And it benefits you twice, actually, because while you can take it off as a credit on your Arizona state income taxes, it also comes off as a deduction on your federal income taxes. So it's not a huge deduction, but that you know percentage of tax you would have paid on that money you donated to your kid's school also benefits you there. So that's just an extra perk. Yeah. And... We will. I'll, I'll also just remind the listeners here that we're not CPAs and no. we're not tax attorneys and we're not giving advice. So everything we say, we encourage you to talk to your CPA, talk to your tax preparer, and just double check it to make sure you have the liability. And and um, you know, laws do change over time. We're doing this in January of 2024, and and I hope to your point earlier about 400 used to go a long way. If we if there is a policymaker that's listening to this, <laughs> yeah. In 1998, yeah. I know it was at least that year because was, I was in high school in 98 and 99 and 2000. And so it could have been a little bit earlier than it started, probably when I was in junior high. But yeah, it was 400 then and it's still 400 now. Wow, yeah. So this is a lot of years later. And other tax credits have bumped up a little bit. This yeah, one. this is the smallest tax credit yeah. actually in the state of Arizona of the five. I was going to say when you recommended calling your accountant, I got on the phone with mine this morning actually because mm. I wanted to check one of the finer points. It used to be if you accidentally overdonated, let's say your tax liability wasn't high enough to donate $400 or you donated to multiple Arizona tax credits. Mm -hmm. You used to be able to roll that over from year to year and that is no longer the case. Oh, so that's an important yeah. thing to note because yeah. that has changed, I wanna say in the last, according to my accountant, the last two years. It would have just had to change this year yeah. because last year my accountant said, you have $800 in this to utilize that's just like pending that's rolled over. So if that goes away, that's good to know. Yeah, so it's not, so moving forward, you know, just be careful with your I mean, obviously, it's always good to give to anywhere you love. But if you're doing it strictly for the tax credits, mm -hmm. yep. you know, if you're only giving to that foster care organization or something for the tax credit, you know, get your Arizona tax liability yeah. first and then then make your donation. Well, and you talked about Christmas time and you felt bad about it. I think that's a smart strategy because a lot of people are starting to think about it and gather their documents. And some people don't have the cash flow to maybe float that. But hey, if they know that they can do that in December, they're going to be filing in the next month or two, then they're not out the cash all that much. And it, it's actually beneficial because they want to give and they want to direct their taxes to places that, that they know, love. Yeah. That they love. Yeah. Well, and you actually don't have to be out it at all because, I mean, a very short time. In Arizona, I don't know how it is in other states, at least for all the tax credits, the state tax credits, you can make those through April 15th Good for the previous uh, tax the year. Tax day. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it gets a little confusing sometimes which year you made the nation for. I right. know sometimes I've struggled with that. <laughs> But it can really help you if you've met with your accountant, if you're sitting across the table or if you've done your own turbo yeah. tax preparation and you see your liability is, you know, $437 and you haven't done any credits yet, great. Yeah. You know you've got all 400 to give to a school, write that check, find the correct line to put it on your yeah. Arizona tax. And mark it for the previous year. Previous yeah. year. And yeah. it mark it for the previous year. And then you're not even out the money. Then you can stack another one on it for that year too and yeah. be done with it. And it's not the school's job to do all the tax work, right? That's still the individual's job to do to prepare their own yeah. tax filing. They'll just give you the receipts of how much and then you apply it to whatever tax year is appropriate. But and I hope that our listeners, so if you don't have a student, if you don't know one in particular in a public school, but you hear that the local school is 
building a wrestling program or a robotics club. You know, you just write that check, find out your liability, you write it toward the local public school, and then you can donate that one year or year over year. So I think it's good to understand that you don't have to know a specific individual. It's just to go toward that school's extracurricular program. The nice thing is you can direct it to a student Mm -hmm. should you know of one. So like your example on trips, I was just going to say, if my daughter knows next year she wants to go, she's taking Spanish classes, she wants to go on the trip to Puerto Rico, that's like a cultural immersion and this really cool experience. But it's maybe it's $1,500. So then I know, all right, well, I can donate my 200 We're going to have to find some family to, you know, contribute what they can, whether it's $20 of their tax ECA credit or it's the full 400 So we can kind of make a spreadsheet and figure out and then figure out if she needs to babysit or how much she needs to earn on her own to get to that 1500 so she can go on a trip to cover what I can't. Mm -hmm. And so I love that, you know, you can sort of get to the number you need for these extracurricular programs that really enrich students' high school experience or elementary experience, depending on the program, um, just through these, you know, directing your tax dollars. Yeah. And you could even zoom out one level and just give it to a school. Right. Yeah. Instead of a school program or a, a, a student or scholar in the program. And they'll put it where it's nice to go. Yeah. 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 There's lots of people that don't have children in an education system, but they want to support it because they love it. And and it doesn't cost them anything. It, yeah. That's the beauty. It really doesn't cost them anything except for a few minutes of time to figure yep. it out and then remember and put it on your taxes. I think in reference to your point about like your daughter's hypothetical situation, Sometimes we think of it, you mentioned Christmas as being, okay, that's the end of the year. People are thinking about taxes. And we're, it is interesting because there usually is a big push for end of year giving, right, for everything. But we have this weird extension in Arizona where you can go through April 15th yeah. for these. So truly the best time to ask is usually this time of year, you know, January through April mm-hmm. of the current year for the last tax year. They're really in their taxes right now. Because in August, people are, are a little stressed out. They're thinking, I don't, you know, oh, well, now this kid is asking me for this money for this choir tour. They're going to go on later. But they're thinking, I'm going to be out my money for a while. And that mm-hmm. that can really be a hard thing. Cash flow might yeah. be a hard thing for, for some people. And so if you can be proactive and help your student think about it, even though we all know April and May are crazy months if you have anybody in school, it's a great time to ask people because, well, not May, April is a great time to ask in the months before because it really helps people out by not having them be out of their money for very long. So I feel like it's an easier sell for people yeah. and they get that turnaround really fast. It's easier for them to remember to tell their accountant that they did it if it's a first time thing for them. So it's just a kind of way to I, I love some of your strategies. It reminded me of one another school system did and they would do phone banks for tax credits. So they would bring in the soccer team or a basketball team or whatever it is. And they would say, and we've done this too um, at Heritage yeah. and it works really well. We said, okay, bring a list of 20 people and on a Friday, this mm-hmm. Heritage is a four-day block, so Friday they they all came in, and we, and they and we said just call down those twenty people, and just explain it. We give them a little script that they read to just introduce themselves, what they're looking to raise money for, how this works, just very briefly, and um, kind of got to get a pledge. Yeah. Would Would you be willing to give a tax credit? Great. How much can I put you down for? You know, we kind of worked them through it because young people really aren't comfortable on the telephone and. Sometimes they haven't done much fundraising, so they don't yeah. understand about like asking for I know. support Maybe in a we, program. We need to come up with like a tech strategy. <laughs> I was gonna like, say, I'm not even get them on the phone. There's some people on the phone, but I'm not <laughs> comfortable asking people for money on the phone. So I would much rather do you know a text thing or a yeah. email. That's why my kids always did it that way. 
because then you know you're going to catch people when they can't yeah. read it and it's not going to be a bad moment. Not to knock that at all. But if the, if the kid has a low comfort level or doesn't yeah. feel good talking on the phone or maybe they stumble to read stuff or get nervous, that's okay. They can have a well-prepared email. You could even, I mean, there's so much cool technology now. Kids could make a cute little video of themselves explaining it. You know, yeah. they've practiced yeah. and put that in an email or text it out to their family and friends with just the applicable yeah. link beneath it. I think the thing is to that's find fair. a way that feels like my kid is working at least as hard as I am for this mm -hmm. because this is for them. Yeah. Yes, it benefits me, but especially when it's a trip, there, there's a certain amount I'll pay, but once it comes over, you know, a certain amount, I'm like, that's yours to figure out and I will help you. But I want you to have at least as much skin in the game as I do. This isn't, this isn't just for me. And I think that helps build, like you're talking about, you know, we're not just about getting money for kids. It's about building America's citizens. And I think that's part of yeah. it is like, we all contribute, we all help. No one else just does all the work for me. But I do have a lot of grace and a lot of help from the people who are yeah. helping me. Yeah, and that, I think that's great. That creativity is 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 awesome. I thought the genius in that idea is to just bring him in at one setting and get it, you know, get yeah. it done, whatever that is. And Maybe the pure positive peer pressure of yeah. like we're all doing it together. It's all a little weird, and that's okay. And then the, <laughs> the coaches aren't chasing like, have you paid your fees or has the, you know, it just gets mm -hmm. done. And then you also have a stable of people that just want to help because there's certainly economic distress that everybody has in their in their school communities and anyways but yeah. yeah there's great strategies i feel like there's a couple of things one student should if they're if you need tactics for going out and asking right first i think the best approach is to say what the program or class that, that you're looking to, mm -hmm. for support tax support um why you want to do it and what you think you're going to gain out of it so instead of just i think students are like i'm not just going to knock on the door and be like I need some money. Can you give me your tax credit? <laughs> but to say like, there's this trip coming up that I can, you know, attend with my school and this is what I get to learn. This is where we're going to go and this is what we're going to do. Maybe you give them a picture or like an itinerary. And if you're willing, you can give, you know, one to $400 of your family's tax credit and apply it toward this purpose. So I, I think that sharing, the students can start with, what are you doing and why do you want to go? Start with that and start the conversation with your neighbor or your grandma and then explain the tax credit program and maybe have a little script that's concise because I, I really feel like that's an obstacle for people understanding that it's the dollar for the dollar back. And then I'm sure you guys have other tactics as well, but just be able to just say like, where do you want to do? And now in the age of GoFundMes where you just Facebook a link, you know, Facebook share a link of GoFundMe for whatever program People give, you know, five, ten, a hundred dollars to someone's football camp. So EZA takes a little more explanation, but it's also a lot larger donation at a time that really doesn't cost the person much. So it's worth the extra effort and not just sharing a GoFundMe link. I think that's really powerful to help kids understand and families too. Because when you do have we've had a few trips to Hawaii, for example, at for school things, mm -hmm. um, fine arts trips. And we had two kids going on it that year. And, you know, well over $2,000 each. But to spell that out to a kid, it's like all you need to get really is five people because it was 2000 and some odd dollars. Mm -hmm. You need to get five married people or, you know, a mix of married and single filers mm -hmm. to do this for you. And five people, like $2,000 sounds big to a kid. It sounds big to me. Yeah. But five people doesn't sound that big. Yeah. Five people sounds like, oh, those neighbors that next door don't have kids. And- uh, my church youth group leader whose kids are too young, but they own their own business. And so I bet, you know, they're savvy enough to do this. Yeah. So, 
you know, there are some people that they have relationships with. And then, like you said, to let them know what you're doing. And I've had my kids send follow-up thank you letters before. For sure. Take a picture of, mm-hmm. you know, here, here's, get a picture of you from the trip and send out that postcard to those people. At least saying, the people that love you. them and want to support them. Yes. They just don't know how besides a pat on the back or a compliment, which is great. And yeah. some have means, but they do want to support and they just need a little ask. And something to talk yeah. about. I mean, yeah. sometimes that's an obstacle it's with fun. youth. Like, what, what can we talk about? I want to be a, an impactful part of this kid's life, but I don't really have that much to say to them. I'm not their parent and I wouldn't say the things they're yeah. going to say to them anyway, right? <laughs> but they want something to talk about. And now they know, oh, you're in the choir program or you play in yeah. the band or you're on the football team. Whatever that ECA fee is going to, they have something to talk about. They can ask about the trip. They can ask about the camp. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just I feel like it really does engender a sense of community and trust. And we all need more of that, more community and more trust. Well, think about what we're trying to do with American schools, right? We want them to travel. We want them to see and visit places like Williamsburg or yeah. Boston and walk the Freedom Trail or Philadelphia, right? A lot. There's a lot of people that don't get outside of Arizona. They don't even visit the Grand Canyon, you know, even if they live in But the tools like a tax credit do give them a ticket to go out and see. And an educated American, it's not just book learning. It's it's going out and seeing things. It's it's being having a good background in the arts. It has a, a good athletic experience, right? It's a very well-rounded. We're not an education system that's very narrow and in only one or two key subjects. We want them to have broad repertoire of experiences and knowledge to be a well-rounded American to you know, be able to, to go contribute in the in the world. That's that's what this is one little tool that a lot of people aren't taking advantage of and their children are not getting that full experience of an American education. So, but as we wrap up here, um, any last things that you want to say on this topic? I appreciate you adding, adding some color and some stories to, to, to this little tiny obscure thing in education that really opens up a big world. What, what else did you add? I thought of one thing as you were talking about Williamsburg. My daughter, at the beginning of this school year, so 2023, she decided very last minute, mom, can I go on the history tour? And the history tour is like $2,100 or something. And all the money was due either before she even asked me or within like five or six days after. So I said, yeah. And we, we put the email together. She made a plan of who she was going to reach out to, of who she was actually going to hand deliver a letter to with a QR code on so they could scan that you know heritage site or whatever. And within five days, she had all the funds she needed oh, to go on that tour. Fun. And it was a little bit of work. It took a few hours out of my schedule that week, right? And mm-hmm. parents are busy. We get that. But it definitely was a good hourly rate for not having to pay yeah, for that $2,000 right. for, for my child myself. And it was neat that she saw, okay, if I work for this, this is a possibility. This is an option. Like you said, it opens doors mm-hmm. for a broader education than might be opened to most of our children. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that, that the state of Arizona has done that. This episode is sponsored by The Art of Josh Nelson. Josh provides wholesome, positively inspiring wall art for homes, as well as custom designs for everything from family art to board games to card games. You can see posters available to purchase by visiting theartofjoshnelson.com. Anything you want to say as we wrap up here? I was just going to say a thank you is so important. Even though really it is dollar for dollar, you get it back. The effort it takes to just you know, write that check or go online and, and get your bank information, you know, I think deserves a thank you. And I think it's really important for students to understand that that's that follow-up part of, you know, going and fundraising. A lot of 
neighbors and family never receive a thank you. But I think that's so beneficial. And you'd mentioned you used to get an apple pie. The apple pie. It's not respected, but it's delightful. <laughs> I can't right? wait for the well, next one. Yeah, you're like, when's yeah. the next field trip? So I just think that that's great. And then it's, you know, top of mind, too. And not only maybe a neighbor child or a family member of what they're doing and to follow up with them. But anyway, so I was just going to say, I think you is so important. And then, you know, I have a good friend who his children are out of um, public school now, but he really likes making that donation to a public school and always asks, you know, do you, would your child, could your child or the school use this ECA donation? Of course, the answer is always yes, the school, whatever school you want to donate to. But if you'd like to donate to my children's school, that's fantastic. And so, um, you know, just when they're doing their taxes each year, they're like, oh, yeah, what about that ECA tax donation? So the more you ask, the more it just stays on top of mind. And I think it can yeah. help all of our public schools in Arizona. So. Totally. Good. Well, Becca, thank you. This you're was welcome. fun to have this little conversation. And those that are listening here, we encourage you to, whatever state you're in, look it up. Probably the easiest way is just call your CPA. And they'll have the list of tax credits and the ones for school. We would encourage everybody to find their local school, whatever it is, and find a neighborhood person and maybe give it a little bit of emphasis on a family that might have a little economic distress or, or someone, you know, they're maybe prioritize their children because that would be such a blessing for them because we want them to have the full American education experience. And this is one, one little tool that, that can happen. So hopefully this gives some people some ideas and things to do, please. Yeah. And if you can't find it on the state, we have a link from Heritage Academy website. So if you go to heritageacademyaz.com and click on giving, there's a tax credit, you know, drop down from the menu and that gives all the information the links to the state website on the language so if you want to learn more or you want to donate to a extracurricular program at heritage academy um, that's a place to find yeah let's make sure we put that in the show notes so people can can link in there so but those of you that are listening thank you appreciate you spending the time with us your most valuable possession and we appreciate that um we would appreciate any any uh, five-star ranking on uh, whatever you listen to your podcasts on spotify or apple podcasts or anything there and Appreciate any comments that we have on this and thank you again for listening.